We are doing back to basics and we have covered already discipleship, why church, faith and the Bible. And if you have missed any one of these uh, messages, you are welcome to go to our website on awakenlife.co.za and listen to these messages and others, and may you all be encouraged. And this morning we are addressing the subject of prayer. And I've entitled my message this morning, Prayer, A Way of Life. And in uh, First Thessalonians, my first, my scripture that I want to base myself this morning, although I'll be covering a lot of other scriptures, just mentioning them as I go along. It says, pray without ceasing. We as Christians should pray without ceasing. What is prayer? If I ask you, What is prayer? Who wants to give me one or two answers? What comes to mind if I say, what is prayer? Anyone? It's a conversation with your father. It's communication. It's a conversation. And this is a real gift from God. And you know why I say it's a gift from God? Because when God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross of Calvary for each one of us, it was to save us, but also to have a relationship with us. And when you have a relationship, there is a conversation. Because prayer is like any other conversation that we have with one another. When we know somebody intimately, We easily enter into a conversation. We enter easily into a conversation with our husbands, with our wives, with family members, with friends that we have developed a close relationship. And and in that way, it should be the way we speak to our God, with the way we should conduct prayer. So prayer is talking and listening to God, not only just talking to God. A conversation is never just a one-way conversation. It's always a two-way. And if there is only a one-way conversation, then it means that you are talking too much. Because during prayer, God speaks to you. God ministers to you. And you want to listen to God. During that time that you are talking to God, you want to listen to what God has to say to you. So please, when you pray, when you talk to God, just give way, give room for God to minister to you and to speak to you as well. It involves lifting one's mind And one's heart to enter into a conversation. It's the whole man, the whole being. Amen? So it should be the whole being that enters into a conversation. And the better we know God, the more comfortable we will feel. And the more at ease we will feel to enter into a conversation with our Lord God. It will be natural for us to talk to God. So it's got to do with our relationship, the in-depth of our relationship with God. And prayer helps us to develop that relationship because it's through prayer that we root our relationship. It's through prayer that we really live with God, 
with him all the time. Prayer is the spiritual oxygen for the Christian. Just like we are dependent on the oxygen that the good Lord gives to us that keeps us alive and we breathe, we have this oxygen. The same way if we are to have the life of God in us, we need to have the spiritual oxygen in our lives. And to have this oxygen flowing all the time, we need to make sure that our Message of conversation, our flow is open. There is nothing interrupting my flow of conversation with God. Prayer is also an act of our trust in God, in His divine providence for our lives. The importance of prayer, how important is prayer? Just like oxygen. Is important to our existence. Prayer is important for our sustenance in God. It's the most concrete way to make our home in God. Prayer is very important to solidify our relationship with God. There can be no relationship without communication. So you need to communicate with God. Prayer is a way to glorify God in your conversation to him. It keeps us continuously connected and grounded with God. And that's why that scripture says, pray without ceasing. So pray is our continuous channel of communication. And it's very important that we don't allow anything to interrupt that channel of communication. And to God, is waiting for us to speak to him. He seeks those to speak to him. That's why his son died for our sins and to have a relationship with us. He desires to hear our voice. He desires us to spend time with him, to talk to him. Do you think God doesn't know what is in your heart? God knows what is in your heart, but he wants us, our obedience to come to to him and talk to him and tell him how much we love him. Tell him how much we depend on him. Tell him how much we praise him. Tell him how much we trust him. In Ezekiel chapter 22, we read where God is speaking to the leaders of Israel and the wicked leaders of Israel. And God in this chapter is speaking out his anger to those leaders because these people had broken, had violated God's laws and they couldn't distinguish between holy and unholy and clean and unclean. So they had committed robberies and were oppressing the people. And God was angry at them and he was speaking and later on in that chapter in in chapter 22 verse 30 God says so I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it but I found no one In that time when 
God's people where the people really need needed God and those leaders were misrepresenting and were really just breaking God's laws and God sought for one man to stand in the gap in behalf of that land and in behalf of those people and he found no one. You know why? Because prayer is attacked by the enemy time and time again. Have you noticed that Prayer, when you think of going to pray, sometimes all sorts of thoughts comes into your mind and this problem and that thing you have to do and all sorts of take place and you struggle to get concentrated in prayer. The same way when Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he was going to face a big, 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 big trial. He knew what was coming because he knew God's plan. He knew the father's plan. So he went to the garden of Gethsemane with his disciples. And he left his disciples for a while to just go and pray a little bit away. And when he was away, more or less about an hour, he comes back and he found the disciples praying. The disciples were aware of what was happening. And the disciples, instead of Staying back, yes, the master has gone to pray. Let's stay here and pray for him. Let's intercede for him. Let's cover him in prayer. No, they fell asleep because their flesh was weaker. The spirit is ready, but the flesh is weak at many times. And when Jesus came back, he looked at this and he was surely disappointed. And he looked at Peter and he spoke to Peter and he said in Matthew 26, 40, he says, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Just one hour. How many times we invite people to come to our prayer meetings for one hour? And it's always the same people. The same half a dozen that come to prayer meetings. Why is it that prayer meetings are always put aside? Our relationship and our communication with God, which is prayer, is important. We need to solidify our relationship with God through prayer, through conversation, through communication, through talking to God. And in the scripture, uh, after that, in verse 21, Jesus says, watch and pray. So that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So knowing this, we should give more and more attention on our prayer life. To develop our relationship, to develop our communication with God. Practical ways about prayer. There's different prayers, just like there are different conversations. I might have a very intense conversation with my husband. And sometimes it is a relaxed conversation. And sometimes they are the more serious and the not so more serious. The same way when we talk to God. It's not always the same way that we come to God. It's not always the same prayer that we do to God all the time. It's not just our shopping list that we bring to God. Because when we hear of prayer, very often we hear prayer list. My needs, my requests. Amen. Am I talking to the right people? But prayer is talking to God. It's not a prayer list. It's not just requesting. It's just not petition. 
Prayer is more than that. What if I just come to my husband all the time and just say, love, I need this, I need that, I need you to fix this, I need you to go fetch that, I need you to do this for me, I need you to do this, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. How do you think this relationship would be like? Stressed and not normal, not natural. So our prayer life should be the same. We should approach God's throne with thanksgiving in our hearts. And that's the first prayer that I want to address this morning. Prayer of thanksgiving in good times, even in bad times, like we have heard this morning. God's praises should be in our lips at all times. No matter what the circumstances, he's still good to us. There's a lot of goodness that he has done, that he's going to do, that he's busy doing. The fact that you are sitting out this morning is a blessing from God. You woke up and he gave you another day. You sat down at breakfast table. You had breakfast, you had coffee, you had something. Today, you're going to sit down at lunchtime, at home, in a restaurant, at friend's house. Be grateful for the food. So many times we just look at the problems. Oh, I've got so much work to do. I've got to clean house and I've got laundry to do. Thank God that you have a house to clean. Thank God that you have clothes to wash, that you have laundry because God has provided for you. So there is so much more to be grateful for than to be complaining about. Hallelujah. Amen. And God is a good God. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For victories in your life. For whatever it is that is, surrounds you. Prayer of faith. And whatever things you ask in prayer. Believing that you will receive it. When we come before God. In faith, do we always believe that we are going to receive what we are praying for? Do you always believe? Who are those that always believe? I'm going to God and I'm going to believe. Sometimes doubt creeps in. And that faith is lacking. Depending on the size of your request. Depending on the size of your problem. Faith sometimes is lacking, but the word says that if you ask with faith in your heart, you will receive. And I was thinking of a certain family was getting ready to go to a prayer meeting because they were going to pray for rain. They had had drought for a very long time, and there had been hadn't been rain for a very, very, very long time, and their church organized a prayer meeting specifically to pray for rain. And there was no sign of rain whatsoever. And their little girl, before leaving the house, ran inside and came, came out with an umbrella. The parents looked at her and said, where are you going with the umbrella? She turned to the parents and said, aren't we going to pray for rain? And this should be our approach. When we come before God, having faith in our hearts in such a way that we know that he's going to answer us. Amen? So, we should. You don't use prayer to drive your faith. But you use faith to drive your prayer. 
We don't come to God and then start working up and, and, you know, trying to work out that faith that we should have. No, when we come before God, that faith should be so alive in our hearts that we believe in God's promises. We know, we believe who God is and we trust in Him wholeheartedly. And our faith carries that prayer. We pray with faith in our hearts, trusting wholeheartedly that He's going to, to answer. Pray of intercession, pray in tongues and in the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Has it ever happened to you that you go before God and you pray and you use all the words you can think of, all the, in, that you can think of and so on. And eventually you still feel you need to pray, but you don't know anymore how to pray because you have ran out of your own vocabulary. Has that happened to you? And that's where you need tongues. That's where you need to pray in the Holy Spirit, praying tongues, because he will intercede through you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember a few years ago, I was at home. It was about three o'clock in the afternoon, the specific day. And all of a sudden, the Lord just popped somebody in my heart to pray. And the Lord, I just felt that unction. I need to pray for this person. I wasn't aware of why this person needed prayer or why I needed to pray for this person. But I followed the lead of the Holy Spirit and I prayed for this person and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. But I didn't actually know what I was praying into because I didn't know exactly what the situation was. And I started praying, started praying, and eventually I started speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. And all of a sudden there was such an agony, such a pressure that came upon me that I prayed and I prayed and I was crying and I could feel that sort of pressure so, so hard upon me that I knew I was praying into a situation that I wasn't aware of, but God was using me to intercede for that specific person. To such a point that it was, there was such an affliction upon my body that I could feel physically, I could feel almost like sick. I had to actually go into the shower and continue praying in the shower under that cold water until I felt the relief of that burden lifting from me. And only after that I could actually relax and I realized something had happened. The next day, I spoke to that person. I phoned that person. And that person started opening up with me. And she says to me, you know what? I almost took my life yesterday. And I said to her, what time was that? She said, about three o'clock in the afternoon. When God puts something in your heart, even if it's not your own need but he put somebody in your heart to pray children of God be obedient don't ignore it if God places somebody in your heart 
Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Even if you don't know that this person is aware, is, if you're not aware of any need in this person's life, just pray. Be obedient. Because God can use your prayer to stand in the gap for somebody who really is in need. Amen. There's other examples of prayer, but I'm not going to cover them this morning. I just want us to have practical ways of everyday prayer that we can actually make use of. There are myths that hinder prayer. Did you know that? There are lies. There are myths. And, and, and these myths come from the pits. Comes from the enemy. So I call it myths, but also lies of the enemy. And the first one is, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. You know what? In ourselves, none of us sitting over here are really worthy. But we have been justified through Jesus Christ our Savior. And we can come before God knowing that we can come boldly before the throne of God. And that we can find mercy and we can find grace in a time of help. Amen? So we are worthy because, not because of ourselves, but because we have been made righteous before God. I don't have the right vocabulary. We don't need the right vocabulary because it's not our vocabulary and it's not our words that are going to move God's heart. But it's our sincerity of heart. So we don't have to use all these eloquent speeches, way of speaking. But no, we can use our own words. We can look for scriptures for specific situations and pray those scriptures. Pray those scriptures. Scriptures are a powerful weapon in our mouths and in our lives. Because we can pray them into existence. Psalm 23, if you have a need. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Confess the word over your situation. Amen. Psalm 91, for protection. The Lord shall supply all my needs. Amen. Whatever the need is, there's a scripture that backs up. And you can look for those scriptures and actually pray them into existence. But simplicity of prayer is still the best. You're not there to impress anyone. You're not here to impress your brother or your sister. When you are on a prayer meet, in a prayer meeting and we are praying out loud, don't be scared whether you are going to impress the brother or the sister that's sitting next to you. Pray out of your heart. Pray out of the sincerity of your heart. Simplicity is the best because you are not practicing those prayers. You don't sit at home and practice a prayer so that you can come and do it publicly. Because this is not a public show. It's something between you and God. So it's something that you develop between you and God. Use your own words and simplicity is the best. When praying with others, just make sure that that's exactly what you do doing. That's exactly what you're doing, that you are praying out of your own heart and you're praying out of your own need and your own words. Is there a proper place, a proper position to pray? No, obviously not. And nowhere in the Bible do we see where we are commanded to pray standing, kneeling. No, there's different ways. We read in Acts that people used to pray anywhere and 
whether it be standing or on their faces or kneeling or sitting, it doesn't matter because God does not look at our exterior the way we are, but it's at our hearts. And yes, in different situations, we might feel the need to sit down or the need to kneel down or the need to go on our faces, but that is between you and God. It's a personal thing. In a In a situation like this in church, we often say, bow your heads and close your eyes. Is that the only way God is going to answer your prayer? Obviously not. Why do we do it? Just so that there aren't distractions around you. But you can walk around and pray with your eyes open. Amen. So you just pray from your heart in any position you decide. Is there a proper prayer place? Also not. You can also pray any place. Where did Daniel pray from? In the lion's den. Where did the three Jew boys pray from? The burning furnace. Where did Jonah pray from? The belly of a fish. We can pray anywhere. We can pray at home. We can pray in church, in the car, while driving. I use, when I'm driving alone, I use that time to pray most of the time. I'm alone in the car. Nobody's there to judge me. But God is there to listen to me. And God hears me. And if people around me see me talking, they think I'm just talking on hands off. And I am. Because God is a God that listens to our prayers at all times. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And it doesn't matter what those think around you. What matters is your heart. Is your heart before God. I don't know how to pray. Do you know how to talk to one another? Turn to the person next to you and say, how are you today? Was that difficult? We all know how to pray because we can all communicate. So we all know how to pray. Coming to the presence of God with a humble heart. You have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And that opens the avenue for you to come to God wholeheartedly and with a good and right attitude towards God. Enter his presence with thanksgiving in your, in your, in your lips. When you come to pray, just thank him first and acknowledge how good he is. Ask him to forgive you of any unconfessed sin. Remember, I said, keep the channel open. Sin, unconfessed sin, unforgiveness can interrupt the channel of our communication with God. We need to deal with that. So when we come before God, it doesn't matter how many times, just ask God to forgive you, to reveal to you what needs to be confessed, to really, really convict you, and then confess to him. Open your heart and put your requests then before him. Don't just come before God and just give him your prayer list all the time. Just tell him how much you appreciate him, how much, how good he is. And then you can bring your requests to him. Open your heart sincerely and openly to him. 
always pray for the will of God. Because we have a tendency to have a certain formula. Whatever our request is, we work out a formula how we would like that prayer to be answered. Am I right? If you didn't put your hand up, I know it's true in your life. Because we all do it. We all have this sort of like structure. I want God to answer this way and that way. And how do you know that God doesn't always answer the way you want to answer? So we need to ask for the will of God. Even Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, when he was there, he knew what he was going to face. Was he looking forward to it? No, he wasn't. And still in the garden, he cried out to the father when he was there alone praying. He said, father, if it's at all possible that you've got a plan B somewhere stashed away, pass this cup from me. But your will be done. And we praise God and thank God that the will of the Father was done. We are here today because of that will of the Father that was done. So even Jesus prayed the will of the Father. And the prayer by telling God how much you trust him and how much you praise him and how much you honor him. And always, always pray in the name of Jesus. You know why? Because he is the only intermediator between you and God the Father. So always in the name of Jesus. Don't concentrate on the length of your prayers. But concentrate on the attitude of your heart. How long should you pray? Long as, pray as long as it's needed. But just remember that Jesus had very short prayers with amazing results. When he prayed for Lazarus, what did he say? Lazarus, come out. And he was raised from the dead. When he wanted to calm the sea, he just said, peace. And the sea was calm. Develop your own prayer life so that you can be self-sustained and not depend on others only. We all depend on one another's prayers. But people, we need to be self-sustained that we can pray for ourselves. Amen? That we can say, I can stand on my own because I can talk to God and God is going to listen to me. And yes, there are times that we need corporate prayer. We need our brothers and sisters to support us in prayer. But we need to also stand alone in prayer. Like somebody once said, I found it very interesting. It says, plant your own tree so that you don't need anyone's shade. So develop your prayer life. What I want to say with this is develop your prayer life in such a way that you can be self-sustained before God and your communication with him. But who knows that there are conditions for effective prayer? Prayers don't just happen. You can't just come before God and just pray and think, you know, it's just any old way. We have conditions. God puts certain conditions in our lives and we have to obey those conditions. For example, it's not enough for us to have a car 
we first of all need to have a driver's license and know how to drive that car. That car needs to be in good condition to be able to take us from point A to point B without any problems. That car has to be in good running condition. It has to have petrol in the tank. It has to have in the tires. You have to have good good tires as well. It has to have water in the radiator and so forth and so forth. And then there are the conditions that are also, that need also to be considered, the road conditions. Anyone can have a car, but that car will mean nothing to you if you don't know the rules of that car and how that car is driven, right? We all have access to prayer. But how does prayer work in our lives? Because there are conditions. Anyone can have access to prayer, but the results of our prayers to God will depend on the condition of our hearts and in our standing with God. In other words, our relationship with God. And we all have the need to pray but we need to give attention to our hearts. And there's a scripture that I like to use, and I've used it here before, and I'm going to use it again. There's a scripture that we love repeating. Resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. When you are tempted, you resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. Is that what the scripture says? No, there's a precondition in that scripture. And that scripture reads the following. It's James 4, 7. Therefore, Submit to God. And then you resist the enemy. And then he will flee from you. We need to submit to God. Our whole being needs to be submitted to God. Our whole being, our mind, our soul, our spirit needs to be submitted to God. We need to be in that continuous relationship with God. That there is that flow And that submission. And then we will resist. And then the enemy will flee from us. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all thy soul. And with all thy mind. And with all thy strength. Remember that all is repeated Over and over again, all, because like pastor usually says, all means all. We have to submit to God, our whole being, be in a close relationship with him, in a good standing with him, in every way, obeying to his word, listening to his word, listening to his commands, and submitting to him before we can have successful Pray, prayers answered. Amen. God will open doors. When you are in a good relationship with God and you are in a good standing with God, you know what? God will give you even the desires of your heart before you even have prayed about it. God will open, God will give you unspoken prayers. In other words, your unspoken prayers will be answered. Stuff that is in your heart that you haven't even verbalized to God. Perhaps you have just spoken amongst each other. 
But deep inside, that's a desire. That's an unspoken prayer. And God gives it to you. And people, as I stand here, I'm not better than you. We all have the same opportunity, the same challenge, the same exhortation to submit to God and be in good standing with God. But God has very often answered our unspoken prayers. Our heart's desire. Still recently, we were in awe as God gave us our unspoken praise. And we need to get to that point in our lives. If I got it right all the time, no, that's not what I'm saying. But we must seek to keep this channel of relationship, this channel of communication open every, every single day of our lives. That we will be convicted what needs to be cleared out of the way so that we can keep this oxygen line, the spiritual oxygen open all the time so that we can have victorious lives and that our answers can be prayed, can be answered. So how is your heart? How is my heart? How is our relationship with God? We need to ask those questions and we need to examine it and we need to go before God and allow Him to work in our lives. The whole man must be given to God in praying. In closing, God wants us to pray. He's waiting for us to pray. He's waiting for us to communicate. He's waiting for us to speak to him. And the devil trembles when he sees the weakest saint on their knees. So do it. When we pray, the enemy is put to flight. We need to keep him away from our lives. We need to humble ourselves before God. We need to submit our lives to God. And we will resist the enemy and he will flee from us. We can reshape history with our prayers. Ask me and I will give you the nation's For your inheritance, says the word of God. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing means to have our minds always on the things of God. It doesn't mean we're not going to have interruptions and we're not going to be in communication with God. But what I'm saying is you can have your pauses but come back to God all the time. Be aware of him no matter where you go, no matter where you walk, no matter where you are. Just be aware of God all the time. And this is what praying without ceasing means. We must always be in communication with God and be prepared to pray when the moment arises, be it anywhere. Be it in church, be it at home, be it in the store, be it wherever. I've prayed in very strange places because the need arose. Four years ago, I prayed with a lady in a toilet in Portugal. Yes, a toilet. God hears your prayers from the toilet. God hears your prayers from anywhere you are. Because he hears your heart. And and whenever the need is there, you pray. Never, never 
walk away without opportunity to pray. Sometimes we encounter people out there in the stores and people open up easily about their needs. Pray for the person. It doesn't matter if there are shoppers around you, whatever. Just forget about them. What happens is, what is the matter is your attitude of heart, how you actually do it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Prayer takes discipline, takes time, and it takes work. So I'm challenging each one of us here this morning. Let's get to work. Let's get disciplined in our prayer life. Let's pray. Let's get into discipline. Let's put time aside. Let's put effort aside. Let's make effort to talk to God no matter where we are. Every opportunity we have to pray. We are to pray at any time, anywhere, and consistently without ceasing. For disciples, it should be a way of life. So church, I want to challenge you this morning. For each one of us to develop our prayer life in such a way that we can have, be sustained ourselves. We are going to continue praying for one another and we do need the prayer of one another. But let's just develop our prayer life. And in ending, I just want... I just want to do something because as we're talking about prayer, there's a lot of needs. I really know that there are a lot of needs. A lot of you are sitting here with needs in your life. We're thinking of Gobi. He is continuously in our prayers. Literally, continuously in our prayers and in our thoughts. And even if it's just on our thoughts, that is a prayer because we can't think of Gobi without praying for him. Because we know the critical situation. But we are grateful for what God has done, for what he's doing, and for what he's going to do. Not only in Gobi's life, but in each one of our lives. So we're going to close in prayer right now. Our time is really running with us this morning. But I want to ask you, if you have a request, the Bible says, and We are tempted to worry, but we need to come to God knowing that he's going to answer and that he's going to hear our prayers. And if we follow those basic steps, if we follow those steps of submitting to God, we know that we will obtain answers to our prayers, no matter what they are. Not in our time, not the way we want them to be answered, but God is going to answer. Amen? So if you have a situation that is burdening you this morning, let's listen to what the scripture says in Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7. And this is a prescription from God. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition or supplication with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding or transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus worry you know what worry is worrying is believing God won't get it right 
So I want us to put our worry aside today. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. So if you've got a situation in God's hands that you want to place in your, in God's hands this morning, I want you to stand to your feet right now and we're going to close in prayer. Before we pray, I want you again to bow your head and close your eyes so that you can just forget about who's around you and you just concentrate on our Lord Jesus. And I want you to raise your hands in total surrender to God. And in your heart, as you close your eyes and bow your heads, no one looking around. I want you right now, in your own words, just come before God and thank him. Those steps that I gave just now. Just thank him for his love, for his goodness, for his faithfulness. And then ask the Lord to forgive you of any unconfessed sin that you might still have that is interrupting the communication of prayer. Do that right now for just a few seconds. Each one individually. If you want to pray out loud, it's fine. If you want to pray within you and your heart in the Lord, it's fine as well. But just do it with your hands raised to the Lord in total surrender and submission to him. And right now I want you to concentrate on the petition, on the request that you have. It might be for you personally. It might be for somebody close to you, somebody you know. Whatever the request, just verbalize it to the Lord right now. The Lord can hear everyone at the same time. He does not get confused. He can hear your heart. Just give it to him right now. Father God, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus. I thank you for your wonderful and great love. I thank you for the love that you have bestowed upon each one of our hearts. I thank you for your word that guides us each and every day of our lives. And Father, as we heard this morning, we want to keep this channel of communication open with you, Lord. We want to breathe in. We want to breathe in life from you, Father God, because communication is the rope that links you to us and us to you Father God but it doesn't bring you down to us but it brings us up to you Father God so I pray that this communication will bring each one of us closer and closer to you as we trust in you wholeheartedly for you to cleanse our lives and to forgive us of our sins of whatever we have done or have said or have thought whatever Lord that hasn't been confessed we come before you And we ask you to cleanse our hearts and our lives right now in the name of Jesus. And we bring every request that has been verbalized, that has been internalized this morning. You have heard every heart. You have heard every request. And we bring it before your throne of grace. And we want to do it like your word says. Be anxious for nothing. We come to you without anxiety. And we bring it to you in prayer, in petition, in supplication, but also in thanksgiving, knowing that you are going to answer in your time and you are going to answer it according to your will in Jesus name we pray this in Jesus name say it in Jesus name in Jesus name just repeat after me in Jesus name we pray this 
And we thank you, Father God, for your love, for your goodness. We thank you that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be with each one of us as we leave this place, knowing that you are with us and you continue to be with us and that we will have faith to trust in you wholeheartedly for the answer to prayer. So now, may the God of peace who raised Christ from the dead strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and dwell within you this day and evermore. And God's people said, Amen and amen. Go in God's strength and be blessed and victorious in Jesus' name. Amen.